Welcome to YourLifeRocks.com podcast, where you can build a life of balance, purpose, and success. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, working Christian mom, speaker, and coach. Each week, you will find tips and inspiration to grow personally, in your career, and in your faith, and balance it all in your crazy, busy, beautiful life. If you want to cut the overwhelm and take control over your life, visit YourLifeRocks.com. Hey there, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, and I am the host of Your Life Rocks podcast. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. I hope that you find great inspiration from this podcast to help you live a life of greater balance and help you reach the goals that you're setting in all parts of your life. That's what we're all about here at Your Life Rocks. I want to thank you for taking time out of your crazy busy day to come and hang out with us Now, one of the things you'll notice on this podcast is every other episode, we have an amazing guest. Now, when we talk about life balance for Your Life Rocks, we're really talking about eight different areas of life, your faith, your marriage, your family, your health, your career, your home, your finances, and friends and fun. Friends and fun are that last one that kind of go together. So when we have a guest on the show, I try to have them be an expert in one of those eight areas. Now, the guest that we have on today is a professional organizer, so she really taps into more than one of those eight categories, and today she's going to teach us all about how to better manage our email box and to keep stress at bay. Now, I do want to say before we get into the interview that on some parts of this interview, the audio is awesome, and other parts, it's a little bit less than awesome, but I hope that you listen all the way through to the end to hear some of the amazing wisdom that our guest Allison has to share with us. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. All right, you guys, I'm so excited for the guest that we have today. We have on Allison Venuto of Ducks in a Row Personal Organizing. Now, Allison is a Texan native and an educator for 11 years. She has a strong passion for organizing and enjoys empowering others to enjoy their life giving pursuits. She's all about helping you create systems that will ensure you have create time for yourself and accomplish all the things you never thought possible. So Allison, welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Oh, we're so glad to get to know you a little bit more and more importantly, share or learn from some of the wisdom that you have to share with us. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit more about who you are. Sure. As you said, I'm a lifelong Texan. I grew up in Houston and then moved to Dallas when I was in high school. So um, went to college here. My family is here and um, started my career looking at maybe going to law school, but um, decided that wasn't for me and uh, ended up in education, which is what my training was in. And I've been in education, like you said, for 11 years. Um, and in my journey as an educator, I started to kind of look at areas of my life that maybe weren't on track. Um, the first area that I sort of started looking at was I was getting financially organized um, and I was kind of figuring out what that looked like for me, my goals and all those kinds of things. And then um, we don't get a lot of inclement weather days down in Dallas, but um, we had a few in a row and I just started with a lot of organizing projects around the house. And I was in the pantry um, alphabetizing our spices and my husband was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I love doing this. I love you know, creating systems that really work and give us time back. We're not spending time on 
trying to find things around our house. And so that kind of led me on the journey of starting a personal organizing business. And so I work with clients and we do lots of different things. We do stuff organizing, we do financial organizing, we do systems organizing. So what do we do when mail comes in the house? How do we process that? Um, and I just love the process of working with people as they are transforming their lives. I speak in community uh, groups frequently um, and just encourage people on just ideas that can help them make positive changes in their lives. And I love, love walking beside people as they make these changes. Mm, I love that. You know, I'm a huge believer of systems myself. And really, that's one of the big things that helps me keep my life in balance with everything that I have going on. And you also have a ton going on. So one of the things we do at Your Life Rocks, we're really all about really teaching women how to create life balance for themselves. And that is something that just means so many different things to so many different people. So when you think about life balance, what does that really mean for you? Sure. Um, I think one of the things for me that I have found really works is looking at what I want my day to look like um, and kind of looking at that ahead of time. So the night before I look at my calendar, which I cannot live without, um, and sort of looking at all the things that I have planned the next day. So for example, um, if I'm volunteering at church the next day or speaking at a group or something like that. And so the night before I can look at all those things and anticipate my day instead of being reactionary in my day. And I think to me, it helps keep me feeling, um, you know, that I can be there for other people because instead of focusing on running around trying to get all of my stuff accomplished in the day, by looking ahead at tomorrow, I kind of can anticipate those things and be sort of thinking about those things in the back of my mind. And uh, my calendar is probably um, the thing that most helps keep me in balance, that I'm able to just anticipate what's going to happen. Mm, yeah, calendar is so critically important. And my calendar is actually connected to my email box. And I know that that's one of the big things that you're going to be sharing with us is kind of mm -hmm. how to tame that email box. Because I'll tell you, I love my calendar, but because <laughs> it's tied to my email box, which causes me some stress, every time I look at it and I see like those unread messages, yes. it creates a little bit of stress. So I, I'm really excited to learn from you today on how um, some tips and tricks that we can really put into place to manage that email box a little bit more so that it can stop stressing me out. And I also hear this from so many other people that I either coach or are part of our online community um, that this is also a big issue for them. And some people I know feel like they need to answer every single email and they can't stand having a number. And then there's people like me that the number, you know, just gets higher and higher and higher. And we just kind right. of tend to ignore it a little bit. So right. share with us some of the, the top tips that you have in organizing an email box. Okay. Um, I'll tell you that I generally felt like I did pretty well on my inbox. And then uh, a few years ago, I got engaged and my mother, well, my then fiance, my dad and I were communicating. We all had jobs. We were all, you know, trying to manage home and life and a wedding and all of this kind of stuff. And it really made me start thinking about what, how am I going to keep all this information together in my inbox? Because some of the stuff I was waiting on, other things I needed to make decisions on, some of them I needed to talk to my then fiance about. And so I really started to look at how do you take those emails that are coming in or going out on your side and make them 
work for you, that you're not, again, just reacting to it, but that, that you have a system in there. And so one of the things that I started to become really purposeful about is having one topic per email. So in the example I was using about the wedding, instead of talking about flowers and the caterer, we talked about just flowers in one email. And that way, it, it did create having more emails in our inboxes, but it kept us with all that information in one place. And it helped us organize that information a little better. Um, and then mm. we had a separate email that would start the catering conversation or whatever it is. And so that really helped us stay on track. And I see myself doing that within my company and, you know, even in my personal life now, just keeping those topics separate helps it, um, helps me go back to that information faster and be able to look through past conversations easier. Mm, I love that perspective because it's so counterintuitive of what you would think it would be. I mean, I know for me, it's all in the volume of how many emails I have, but then again, I, it's hard for me to go back and, and find that information once it's there. Right. So I never would have thought like one topic per email, but in the way that you're describing it, it makes so much more sense for it to be effective. And because you may, for example, again, with our wedding, because when we made a decision on the flowers, we could then delete that email, which is another tip that I really, um, I talk to clients about too, is cleaning out that inbox so that the only things related to, or sorry, they're remaining in your inbox are items that you're waiting on, they're action items for you. So your inbox should be something that either you are going to act on or somebody else is going to act on. And so my inbox typically does not have emails that are just FYI emails sitting in there. I push those into the deleted emails. And most email systems keep those for you. So you can go back if you have any questions about old information. Um, of course, it's important to make sure that your email system uh, does that. But generally, most of them do at this point. Mm, that's really good. So, I mean, you talk about like deleting the emails. Do you ever like create folders and archive or or is it just keep action items so, and then delete what you don't need? Sure. I don't create folders. And the reason that I don't create folders is because I don't think that way. I don't think, um, you know, in terms of um, that kind of breaking up information. I like to have everything in one place because then I can come back and search through everything. Now, some email systems do allow you to search within different folders that you've created. And if that's the case and you think in those delineations, then I think that's great. But I don't think um, with those those smaller folders like that. Um, and so I don't put them into folders, although I know some people really like those kinds of things. But to me, that just doesn't work for my system. Got it. Okay, yeah, because I have tried, you know, it's so funny, whenever you try, like for me, just speaking personally, whenever I try to do new organization systems and kind of put things in place, um, you know, sometimes I try to follow things that might not fit with how my brain works or how I process right. things. And it seems for me, if there's extra steps in there, it's harder for me to really stick with it. And also, if it does take those extra steps, we are sometimes unwilling to go do those extra steps because it just seems like too much to get done um, prior to accomplishing whatever it is you're doing. Yes. And that's exactly it is I want the organization to give me time back and not be a huge time investment. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, and one of the ways that I also talk to, to clients about the inbox is to have purposeful subject lines so that if you do have to go back to any of that information and look at it, then the subject line should be something that you can search quickly. So, for example, if you're volunteering at the coffee bar at church, the subject line would say coffee bar at church or something like that. So that when you're emailing somebody at church, then you know you can go back and search that email if you need to. Because I see sometimes put, people put things in subject lines like hello or I hope you have a great day or something like that. And I think that can be more difficult, again, to go back and search if you're looking for an email that's subject line below. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's really good. So do you just kind of think like what would be if like I needed to find this later, what would be the subject line I would want to search for? Yes, And then that's, that's exactly what, you make what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can get behind that. I like this. This is all stuff I can do. So when we're talking about implementing some of these strategies, um, what do you what tips do you have for when you're adapting a new system to really make it a habit? Because obviously the systems are not going to work unless it becomes a habit. Sure. Um, there's a great book called Power of Habit um, that's very interesting, and it talks about how our brains work, um, and it's very accessible. It's not you know a whole bunch of difficult language or anything like that. But um, the idea in there is that you are you are reprogramming a computer. Our brains are kind of like computers. And so some of the ways that, you, that I find that I do um, best when I'm learning a new system is I put a reminder in my calendar that'll pop up each day. And so if it's something that, you know, for example, going to the gym each day, then I'll have a pop up that happens each day. So I just kind of get in the habit of doing that. I also, if I'm doing a new system, try to put the system, the stuff that I need. So, for example, going to the gym, I try to put my gym bag next to my purse every day. So that way, kind of that that visual reminder can also be a way to do that. And then another thing that I like to do is I find an accountability partner. So somebody that, you know, can kind of check in with me and see, you know, this is what you said you wanted to do. Have you been doing that? And how's that going? Just checking in because I think sometimes we can forget that that's something that we wanted to to do in our lives. And, and with as busy as we all are with home and work and obligations that we have, that we just can forget to do those things and take care of ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that really stems into so many other parts of our lives that without having the right people around us to influence us and push us closer to our goals, it really is hard because there's so many other things drowning for our attention. Um, And I think that's why, you know, things like our inbox kind of tend to get out of hand because it seems like such a little thing. But I do know in my own personal experience, when those little things are in order, then the big things are so much easier. Yes. Yes. There's there's a theory um, that I've been reading about recently, and the idea is that you have more willpower at the beginning of the day because you had to make fewer decisions as the day goes on. And so by doing things that are maybe more difficult or take more effort in the morning, it can be easier for you to keep up with those goals or those, um, you know, new systems or new things that you want to try in the morning because by the afternoon we've made so many decisions that we're just willpower tired really. Mm, that's really smart. And so I think if you also have all those systems in place, it's less little decisions that you have to make. So you probably have more willpower throughout the day, absolutely. I would imagine. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's the same idea that people, 
they say that they um, automatically withdraw a certain amount of money into a savings account every month because they don't have to think about it. It doesn't take willpower. It just automatically flows over there. Mm, yeah, same thing if you just automatically get up and work out in the morning or have a healthy breakfast. Like It's almost like you're on autopilot mode after a while. Yes, definitely. Awesome. Well, you've shared some amazing wisdom with us. Um, I know some action things that I'm going to be putting in place, and I'm sure my listeners will as well. Do you mind sticking around for a few more minutes and just sharing a little bit more wisdom? Sure, absolutely. Great. Hey, sorry, I had to interrupt the show. I know you're learning some great things from our guests, right? Well, in the nature of learning new things, I wanted to talk to you about our Take Back Balance Challenge. It is a free seven-day challenge where you can learn new skills to help you take back overwhelm from your life and bring back peace. Every day of the seven-day challenge, you're gonna learn new skills and action items that you can put in place to help you create greater balance in your life. Now, I wanna make this really easy on you. So all you have to do is text the word challenge to 444-999 and I'll send you all the information you need to get enrolled today. So what are you waiting for? Everyone who's taken this challenge has told me that they found inspiration, motivation, and the action items that they needed to move forward in a big way in their lives. And I want the same thing for you. All right, now let's get back to the show. All right, you guys, we are back with Allison from Ducks in a Row Personal Organizing, and she's been sharing some amazing wisdom with us on how to manage our inbox. She's given us some great tips that you can really apply right away to get your inbox under control. Now, Allison, we have you sticking around for a few more questions. Are you ready? Sure. All right. So talking about life balance and all of the systems and organization, I'm sure that you have in place, but what is the number one resource or tool for you that helps you keep your life in balance? The number one resource that keeps me is definitely my e-calendar. I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but um, I used to be a paper planner person. And I just, I would tell people I would rather someone steal my wallet than my planner because it keeps me so on track with everything that I do. And a few years ago, um, my husband said, well, why don't you just try the e-calendar and see how it's going? And I said, okay, I'll try it for three months. And if I don't like it, then, you know, I can always go back to the paper calendar. So, I tried it and I love it. Um, my husband can see my calendar. I can share events with him. Um, I can put work events and home events and church events and all those kinds of things all in one place. And what I do is I color code my calendar. And so it helps me be able to see, am I spending too much time at work this week? Do I need to give myself some me time or some alone time? Or do I need to have a date with my husband? Um, and it's kind of a a colorful way for me to see if my life is in balance as well. Mm, I love, love that. You know, I am kind of crazy. I color coat everything. I color coat things on my calendar. I color coat my to-do lists. I color coat everything. In fact, right now I'm looking at a dry erase board of things I need to do this weekend and it's all color coded. I love it. Based on that. So I know exactly like, okay, purple is everything I need to do for the business. Blue is everything for my boys. Green is for my health. Pink is for the house. Like I've got it all color and it just helps me so much. Like you said, like, and for me, even just if I feel like, oh, maybe I'm not giving enough time or attention to my children, then I can look 
And I know it's some people might think it's kind of crazy, but I look and be like, oh, well, I wanted to do this with them this weekend, so I'll do that right now. So it really helps to mm-hmm. fill whatever it is I feel like I'm lacking in that particular moment, but still keeps me moving forward. Yes, and I think you kind of touched on this when you said the time that you have. So, you know, if you have 10 minutes, then you can look at that list and say, okay, what's a 10-minute task on that list versus starting something that's going to take two hours? And then I think you can just get frustrated by not being able to finish that task in the 10 minutes that you have. Exactly, exactly. I love it. All right. Now, being an educator for 11 years, I'm really excited to get your perspective on a parenting tip because although um, you're not a parent, I think so many parents out there want to have that perspective from an educator because we have children that are in the school systems. And so what parenting tip do you have for us? One of the things um, that I do in my classroom and that I think it's really effective with students is to verbalize how you do things when you're doing them. So, for example, um, if we're reading a book, um, we can go through the book and I'll read out loud. And I will say, oh, well, that's a new character's name. Or, um, you know, this is the part where they're showing a similar metaphor. And so I'm speaking out loud what's happening and sort of my metacognition. So my ideas of how I'm thinking through what's going on. Because I think sometimes kids just think, adults think magically, you know, and adults want a new car. And so we just walk out and buy a new car. Um, And I think sometimes that kids don't see that we are researching and we're saving and we're praying and we're considering this information and what this decision is. And so I think that by speaking through what's happening, that it's a way for children to pick up on how we think through problems or when we're faced with um, a question, how we answer those things. And I think that when, when kids see you doing those things and hear you doing those things, I think that that's a way for them to start developing um, their own ways of problem solving and their own ways of, you know, turning things over to God when you have questions or, get, you know, seeking wise counsel when you've got a question in front of you. And so I think talking to kids about those things can be really powerful in how they're developing into adults. Mm, that is amazing amazing perspective. And, you know, it's one of those things that I never really think about some of those bigger things in life. Like you mentioned, you know, buying a car. Mm -hmm. I'm sure my children think it's just a matter of you just go out and buy a car or, you know, you're hungry (laughs) and you just go and do like whatever. But to really teach them like all of the praying and the research and the hard work and the savings and, you know, just really kind of more of the planning piece to it. I think is so impactful because then it helps them to become higher functioning adults and even higher functioning children because then they can really plan and see a process behind the things that they want to achieve in life as well. I like that you called it a process. I think that's really important that it is a process and there is thoughtful consideration and prayerful consideration. And so I love that, that you called that a process. Thank you so much for sharing that tip. I love that. I'm going to start implementing that like today with my kids. So (laughs) I love it. All right. So last question for you, Um, being that you are a God-centered woman, I'm so excited to hear what your favorite Bible verse is. That's a real guidance for your life. The one that I go back to over and over is do unto others. And, um, I remember being a kid, probably seven or eight, and 
I had a, an infinitely cooler, older cousin, uh, and she wasn't letting me tag along. And of course, my were heard and you know she was a teenager by that point of course she doesn't want me hanging around but my dad sat me down and he said okay Allison but when you get to be that age how are you going to do that differently and how are you going to do to other people what you want right now to be done to you and that was a powerful moment in my life to really see what is God calling us to do to others in organizing and staying kind of on top of what's going on I am trying to do unto others, right? I want to be on time because I don't want to be, um, you know, late or unprepared for someone else because I know that causes them stress and I don't want to be stressed. Mm, that is really fantastic perspective. And, you know, I, for me, I really believe that that is the secret to having um, a balanced life. I really think that, um, you know, a big piece of having that balanced life, one, is having God a huge part of it, but two, really treating other people and being with other people and the way that you would want them to be with you. And I was just having a conversation with someone about this this last week that she was in a spot of just a lot of overwhelm. And we really talked about, um, you know, when you spend that time focusing in on other people, because I think society tells us, you know, just treat yourself. Like when you get to that point, treat yourself, which I think is important in a certain time and season and place. But when you can treat other people the way that you want to be treated and then it reciprocates around, it fills your bucket much higher. Mm-hmm. And then that allows you to go and do even more. Well, I like that when you're mentioning your friend, it allows me also to be present in those situations. Because instead of thinking, oh, what am I cooking for tonight? Or did I buy those invitations for that party? I'm throw-, You know, it allows me to just present and be with people and be relaxed um, and hopefully, you know, serving them and helping them as well. So beautiful. So beautiful. Well, Allison, thank you so much for being on and sharing so much incredible wisdom with us. Now, if people who are listening to this and they're thinking, oh my gosh, I so need Allison to help organize my life. I need more Allison. Where can they get in touch with you and continue a relationship? Sure. Our website has all of our links to social media and it's DucksInARowDallas.com, and we do Skype and um, you know e-meetings and all that kind of stuff, and we love working with clients on what their goals are. Beautiful, and we'll make sure we link to that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for being on. It was such a pleasure, and we look forward to talking with you again soon. Thank you so much. Wasn't Allison great? I mean, to have a professional organizer give you some tips and tricks to organize your life, heaven. I love systems, I love organization, and I think it's a huge part of living in a balanced life. So if you would like any of those links that we talked about in this episode, or to find out more about Allison, everything will be on the show notes page at yourliferocks.com forward slash 31. That's yourliferocks.com forward slash the number 31. I want to thank you so much for listening and hanging out with us today, and I hope that you found enjoyment from this episode. And if you did, would you share it with a friend or even just leave a rating and review in iTunes? Now, whether you're listening in Google Play or iTunes or whatever other app that you listen to your podcast on, I encourage you to hit subscribe. That way you don't miss a single episode. We have some amazing guest experts coming on very soon to talk about parenting, to talk about marriage, to talk about so many other topics that are going to enrich your life. And I don't want you to miss a single one of those episodes. So until then, keep building a life that rocks. Bye.